0: That's ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello and welcome to No Confidence. I'm your host, David Merlin. Nothing you'll hear me say is intended as legal advice. Anything that sounds like that to you, just consider it something somebody else might do on a planet far, far away where the law matters. It doesn't matter here. I prove it on a daily basis. Believe it. It's March 4th, 2023. And today's call is about an exercise in futility that I just cautioned against. The law doesn't matter here. Richard Boggs, South Carolina, US District Court, five or six counts of tax evasion. He works as an independent contractor and sometimes as an employee with security clearances. Uh, working on business computers. And, uh, on their servers and their drives and he approached me about how he might handle his situation where uh, the government keeps the law a secret. You can't have tax law. You can't have, in fact, let's get those in the chat. They're evidence today. So I put in takefromcaesar.us and I scroll and I find a group of statutes indented under uh, a heading that says not in the movement then there's two paragraphs and then these provisions are utterly off limits this is almost this is almost it's not my entire treatise but these provisions are the only ones i use in litigation and they're right there in the chat oh that's that's tax protester rhetoric um uh the seventh circuit out, outlandish theory get to the part where i'm wrong about the law they can't talk about it and the way i use these provisions and describe the arguments it destroys social security as it applies or would apply uh or as they argue it applies to citizens of the united states Social Security gone. That leaves just chapter one of the tax code where citizens of the United States are only named in regulation. Citizens of the United States are not mentioned in a statute as the subject of any of these taxes. What's up with that? And the government won't talk about it. They refuse. You can't have it. So I wrote two lawsuits. Seeking relief as described in the um, the Administrative Procedures Act, 5 U.S.C. 706. I just put in the chat a link directly to the federal income taxation page of wevgov.com, where you'll find these arguments. First things first, citizen of the United States, that's what you say I am. Well, then I don't know Social Security which leaves just chapter one i'm only named in a regulation the statute doesn't mention citizens of the united states they won't talk about it (laughs) that's funny and even if i were subject to chapter one of the tax code how did section 83 operate in your conclusion that i owe a tax they can't even talk about it they don't train on it they don't have any materials that show they train the IRS agents on section 83. And yet section 83 explains how to tax the entire workforce. So read that taxation page on wevygov.com and you'll find these issues sketched. And uh, I've briefed the issues several different times and places. So I wrote two lawsuits, two civil lawsuits for U.S. District Court. Richard Boggs filed them, and other people joined as co-plaintiffs. And he saw how to do it. And so he filed five of his own lawsuits over the period of two or three years, whatever, there in Columbia, South Carolina. And took three of those all the way to the Supreme Court. And during that time, he joined two lawsuits that i wrote for another man robert hybertson in north dakota so richard boggs has been a plaintiff nine times three of his own lawsuits all the way to the supreme court and never did the government bother to satisfy the requirements these are requirements of tax code section uh, 7803 Which says they have to keep you informed. They have to provide a fair tax system. Well, that's really nice. (laughs) I mean, it's sick. All of that litigation. And then the prosecutor goes to a grand jury and said he's willful. Which means he has a legal duty. He believes he has a duty. And he failed to perform the duty. So that's a lie to the grand jury. Right? In our faces. and that's how it was done and then his attorneys went to sleep essentially four months before trial did precious little and uh the government got a jury verdict and the government never submitted for the jury's perusal all the pleadings from these cases uh what the hell do i pay you for right So they got a guilty verdict, and since the guilty verdict, he's been busier than a one-armed paper hanger (laughs) and uh, building the record with proof that he sued all those times, trying to get the judge to dismiss the verdict. Because if the evidence weighs heavily against the conviction, the judge has the authority uh, to enter a judgment of acquittal. And can't even get her to do that. He's going to sentencing in April. So no, the law doesn't matter. You have the provisions in the chat. Those are the ones I use. Patriot movement. And for all these years, since 1994, my treatise has been available. And they ignore it. And yet, I can get the government to totally clam up in any case to where the law is off limits. And there's a bunch of case law that says if it's not imposed by clear language, you win. Uh, If it's vague or highly debatable, you win. If it's not written so the average individual can understand it, you win. And we got a government that doesn't even train on the law and they can't speak of it. That's something else. It really, really is. that's not a fair tax system when the law requires that they provide a fair tax system it requires it wow let's see here i have a nice tidy document that i'm looking for oh there it is okay i'll stop griping about it and get that to you in the chat This document has 7803 in it. It has 706 of the Administrative Procedures Act in it. And the uh, 5 USC 706 requires the court to decide issues at law. I'm going to page two of this three page document in the chat Uh, scope of review. They have to decide briefed issues, constitutional or statutory. The law requires it and you can't have it. So the court itself with, he had five of his own lawsuits and two that I wrote for him in that court. And in every instance, the court violated the Administrative Procedures Act because they will not decide the statutory issues when this statute clearly requires the court to do so. And right above that, you have 7803 of the tax code. He can't get answers. They don't train on the law. And if you requested copies of any training material on section 83 that they use to train staff, they'll write you back and say, we don't do your legal research for you. Meaning you're on your own. Wow. So, uh, no, the law doesn't matter. And this time they ignored it in a criminal case, and they're going to send him to prison. It's It shouldn't be a, an unimaginable stroke of luck and good fortune by chance that he's acquitted. He's obviously innocent, and they're going for it. So... Uh, Caution, everybody. This is the beast that you're poking when you don't file a tax return and when you don't pay them what h Block says you can probably get away with. Keep somebody between you and the government at all times because this court is fully aware that it is in violation of this act in this case. And the court is fully aware of all those civil suits where the court was in violation of this Administrative Procedures Act. You can't have it. And that's a violation of the law. So at all times, let's give you this. I'm typing. It's not pretty, I'm a self-taught typist. Ugliest thing in the world is watching somebody that taught themselves to type, uh, (laughs) type. Um, I'm putting three statutes in the chat. So at all times, the court is in violation of and has been in violation of and or the IRS and DOJ have been in violation of 7803 that says I'm entitled to a fair tax system and I'm entitled to be informed. No, you're not. 5 USC 706, the court shall decide statutory and constitutional issues when presented. No, we don't. 18 U.S.C. 241, conspiracy against rights. He's got a right to that information. He's proven it explicitly. It's it's old hat for uh, my audience. And uh, so they're in violation of 7803. They're in violation of 706, and that's a conspiracy against my rights under the Constitution, Fifth Amendment, access to the law, and under statute that says I'm entitled to a fair tax system and you have to decide constitutional issues. That's a felony, 18 U.S.C. 241, 10 years in prison max. How about that? So with my approach, you can keep the court and the doj and the irs in constant and perpetual violation of these three statutes one of them is a felony statute that's a supreme situation that no one's been able to uh, illustrate before all of them say show me the law i show them the law they can't deny a word of it and so a criminal complaint for kidnapping and conspiracy under 18 USC 241 has been filed against the judge, the prosecutors and two IRS agents, and they're still taking him to sentencing. It doesn't matter. Obviously innocent. Obviously the prosecutor lied to the grand jury to get the indictment. And obviously his attorneys went to sleep and didn't even produce the record for the jury. They skated on it, and so after the conviction and before sentencing, uh, I pretty much want to make the court aware that I've been a plaintiff nine times, and uh, I've made all these efforts, and you're in violation of the law this way, that way. And he's filed four offers of proof, each of which had exhibits attached, and the court did not strike those. They're part of the record. Mandatory judicial notice and offer of proof. With a bunch of exhibits behind them, offer proof number three had each of his nine law, uh, civil complaints, which are sworn statements, and uncontradicted evidence is meaningful, especially if he, especially if it is statute. Let me get you the Talmadge decision okay come here you i go to there and i click on this folder right here and i scroll us versus talmage now steve talmage was one of my earliest clients like 1995 tax court this is not steve talmage it's a different talmage and it's from 1987 Ninth circuit overturning a conviction that says this guy relied on experts federal federal firearms licensee a private attorney and the comments of his judge when they reduced his felony charge to a misdemeanor he was told yeah you can go buy a gun now and so he went and bought a gun and they busted him for being a felon with a gun. And he said, I had a good faith belief that I was told I was okay to go buy a gun. And the Ninth Circuit said, oh, really? Conviction overturned. Well, Richard didn't rely on a federal firearms licensee. He relied on 500 members of Congress. It's called statute. He didn't rely on an attorney in private practice. He relied on the Commissioner of Internal Revenue and the Secretary of the Treasury that wrote the regulations. And he didn't rely on the trial court judge and some vague language in his ruling that it's a misdemeanor now. Instead, he relied upon hundreds of federal appellate judges in all those decisions he cites. That's three judges in every case and innumerable Supreme Court justices in the Supreme Court decisions that he cites. So he's like US versus Talmadge times a million. And the motion, I believe his attorneys will make this motion because if you're claiming innocence, they can't procedurally default you. And right up to the time they sentence you, the door is open if you're claiming innocence. And so uh, it's a matter of getting the attorneys to file this motion for dismissal for entrapment by estoppel. Uh, You've heard me describe the fabric of the convictions against people that don't believe they have a duty. Well, this is the doctrine uh, most descriptive of. The people in the situation that i can create where the government's running from the law you've cited nothing but a steady diet of case law regulation and statute and uh it's an approach tailor-made for this dismissal entrapment by estoppel you're welcome let's see oh you know what else i have let's get that for you look at this first uh can i raise new issues on appeal no you can't yes i can (laughs) uh wrong amundo here are the cases that say you can raise new issues on appeal under certain circumstances If it's just a little procedural note that you're fussy about on appeal and you didn't raise the argument in the trial court, you can't raise it on appeal. But if it's a great big issue, like a miscarriage of justice, the conviction of one who's likely innocent, that's an exception to the rule. Uh, Let's get you this document. It's in that folder that I was just in. Here we go. Uh, let me see. Uh, the, the reason this document is nice and I want to get it to you is because the um, it has that paragraph at the top of it. But then there's like 10 links to cases on scholar.google uh, on this doctrine of entrapment by estoppel things you got to know folks it's so important so keep uh create in this this is not legal advice I preach caution but if you haven't filed tax returns and you're not gonna if you haven't paid them everything they think you owe them and you're not gonna you better have some defenses lined up and with my approach you can establish that you've been entrapped by estoppel because they will not answer. You rely affirmatively upon the law uh, and make a good case of it. This isn't for wimps. Um, The government means business back to my disclaimer. If they can't handle you with the law, they'll handle you without it. Those are the rules. IRS Publication 17. Why don't I have that on the, in this folder right here? I got to dig deeper. Sorry. So, Publication 17 is uh, the IRS publication that tells you every single year that your services are your cost. Got to have that. So that, yeah, I relied on expert opinion. And here's how it came out. I got these regulations, these statutes, this publication uh, that all say that all property is a cost. Cost is deductible. That um, Section 83 applies to everything. I got a bunch of cases on that. And they can't talk about it. They can't deny a word of it so how is it not kidnapping and conspiracy a capital offense how is it not we don't care he's going to prison oh thanks in the chat also right now i'm pasting um internal revenue ruling 2007-19 where uh the irs's general counsel's office says section 83 provides for the determination of what is to be included in gross income when a private private contract or an independent contractor or employee sell their personal services what am i doing wrong here we can't talk about it and you're going to prison see how that works those are the mechanics and all they need after that is a prosecutor that's willing to ignore your record of attempts and Uh, go to a grand jury and lie about you. That's precisely what they did to Richard. And when the prosecutor received that letter saying, oh, you're going to convene a grand jury? Hey, I'd sure like to appear and testify on my own behalf. What you say? And they said, "Uh, yeah, come in on a certain date and you can testify to the grand jury before the indictment. And so he did. And when he got there, they said, you're not going to testify, go home because the second half of the letter that he sent requesting an appearance before the grand jury, the second half was a letter to the grand jury that pulled the prosecutor's pants down. Don't picture it, you'll go blind. So he had to keep Richard from testifying to the grand jury about his nine lawsuits, three all the way to the Supreme Court, all of his efforts. In 2013, he joined my congressional complaint that I filed New Year's of 06 with 80 members of Congress. He joined it as a similarly situated witness to crime. So he did more than anybody else has ever done to get to the bottom of, am I violating the law or are you when you want to tax my paycheck? And they can't even talk about it. So it's obviously a felony violation of law, conspiracy against his rights under laws of the United States. That's a felony. Any questions? How is it not? And uh, with my method, you keep the government in exactly that situation. Where everything they do is conducted performed and committed while in violation of federal felony statute nobody else does that because nobody else has an affirmative defense they're all on the defense show me the law show me the law i don't believe i show them the law first and they can't refute a word of it isn't that funny you say yes that's funny And uh, so to keep the government in perpetual violation of the law leading up to an indictment is a supreme advantage over having simply filed tax protester letters with the IRS. Criminal complaints. You're in violation of these laws by keeping the law a secret. Obviously, they are. And so criminal complaints against them and with them. And then petition your congressperson, uh, representatives and um, senators alike, get them in the loop, saying, I've sued under the law about the law to discover more about the law, and they refuse. And there's nothing I can do to keep them from putting me in prison while the law's a secret. Can you help me out here or what? jim jordan great guy he's the committee chairman for the house judiciary committee i'm going to be complaining to him if they send richard to prison i'm going to be complaining for a a pardon to the u.s pardon attorney writing letters attaching exhibits giving him the docket number that they can go on to pacer and look at all of his documents to see it's all on the record now The attorneys didn't put any of it on the record when he has this marvelous uh, effort documented right in that court. Seven lawsuits in that court and two in North Dakota that he joined that I wrote for Robert Hybertson. And you can't have the law. So when it comes to arguing entrapment by estoppel uh, against the IRS. I've just come up with the the supreme method of argument: keep the government in violation of the law. How is the indictment valid? How is the the uh, conviction valid when it took place while the government was in violation of the law, in a way that's essential, vitally important as to whether or not somebody believes they have a duty? So they've just obliterated. U.S. versus John Cheek, which is the standard for what is and what is not guilty in a tax case. And it is cited prominently in this, the government's trial memorandum in the case of U.S. versus James Back. Give me a back trial brief right here. It's in the chat where beginning on page five or six, the government in its own trial memorandum in a tax evasion case in 2014, they tell you how a person might be innocent in a tax case. If they don't believe they have a duty, if you can't prove that they have a duty and the government says it itself. So that's the official brief on willfulness right there. And Richard Boggs obviously uh, meets it in grand fashion. He meets the criteria. That's him. Can't have that. You're going to prison. Isn't that neat? So uh, I'll have letters to write, which is better than litigation. I hate writing pleadings for court because judges are... The number one public enemy. Number one. On takefromcaesar.us right there at the top of the page, it says, America has no courts. Every judge is as corrupt as the day is long. Ask Mark Levin. And there are links to two different episodes of his podcast where he speaks on judicial tyranny. Yeah. Been there. Shun that. The story of my life uh, and career as a whistleblower is the judges stand guard to keep the law from applying to the government. It's their role in society. They lie to get their paycheck and their job. It's called an oath of office. And then they wipe themselves with the law when the government's in trouble. That's the American judge. Uh, how you could let any one of them or any one of their relatives anywhere near your family is beyond me i'm not saying you do i am saying though knowing this now as we do about judges and their families uh, i'm going to be telling everybody with ears that the judges children rape children they wanted it this way they got it this way period i don't have a single nice thing to say about judges i've seen justice twice In two of my own cases. Other than that, dog crap. So uh uh and these are piddly little cases, you know, traffic court type crap. But I've only seen justice a couple times and never in a tax case. I've heard about it. There are a few dismissals here and there, acquittals, Vernice Kuglin lloyd long john cheek maybe a couple of others but other than that they run from the provisions you see in the chat those were copy and pasted from TakeFromCaesar.us. there's a description of those in the link in the chat that goes to wevgov.com federal income taxation and you can learn all about the arguments or you can go to youtube and take my videos on section 83 my video called key to the code and uh i described the arguments on screen capture i go through the provisions themselves so you can see the language of them and now we pair that with 7803 you got to keep me informed 706 the court has to decide statutory issues no you don't you're going to prison How is that not a felonious conspiracy against your rights under laws of the United States? It's a felony. Oh, we don't care. Well, I got a criminal complaint for a capital offense filed against the judge. We don't care. Sentencing is in April. Ah, how depressing. I would have been the world's worst attorney. Because every case is personal. I just, I hate injustice. I hate theft. Uh, I hate people that conspire to harm other people. And that's all government's good for hate. It's a hate group. You are the personal possessions of a hate group you call government. And for anybody who raises an eyebrow at that, I've been to court and been to court and been to court and been to court. Other people have been to, been to court and been to court and been to court and been to court. You can't have it. You can't have it. You can't have it. You can't have it. And my pen is sharp. I know how to write a memorandum. Here's one. I'm really proud of. I was asked to write a petition. A uh, Colorado constitution has a provision that says you, if you want you, if, If you meet this criteria, you can petition the Supreme Court of the state directly as a court of original jurisdiction. You can commence basically a lawsuit in the Colorado State Supreme Court. And it's in the chat now. There's a table of authorities. Here's all the provisions I'm going to cite in my brief, Your Honor. And then there's the memorandum. Three different issues briefed. Two of them are about the excessive bail that was imposed on a guy. And the third issue is about the fact the judge has no oath of office. So wonderful brief. I was paid to write it. Yippee. That's really nice. When you can get paid to do this work, uh, and it's you know, this isn't a tax case. It was much less emotional for me to see this guy in the situation he's in. But Uh, this petition was on my desktop as a Microsoft word document for many weeks and I refined it and refined it and rewrote and amended and did all that good stuff up until the point where I ended up with this document. And, uh, there were three attorneys in Colorado who had similarly situated clients where they experienced excessive bail and they were tuned into this. To see what I came up with. And when they finally saw the brief, when I got it to the client, uh, they told her, There's not a whole lot to add to this. The guy did an incredible job on the brief because they figured they'd have to supply further briefing. I'm a non attorney, they knew it. And when they saw the brief, they just sat back in their chair saying, We don't have to write any briefing for our client. We just need to tie them slightly to this memorandum. Say they're similarly situated. So uh, I was not only was paid; I was handsomely tipped for uh, the bang-up job I did in crafting this uh, this memorandum petition for the Colorado Supreme Court. There's an example of uh, how well Dave can write. And when I got it to the client, there were still a couple of blanks to fill in, dates they had to dig up on when certain hearings were held or when the arrest happened, whatever. But uh, all of the meat and the fluff, I wrote it for them and just left a couple blanks uh, to fill in. Not to fill in, you delete the underscore and you type in the actual date that you need. But for what it's worth, uh, when I say I can write, now you have proof. And now picture that skill and talent and understanding as it relates to the tax code explained in my tax briefs. So Richard Boggs has submitted impeccable paperwork, fully briefed and supported throughout and it's not enough. So he's dealing with his attorneys in hopes of getting them to file a Brief out of time. Uh, it's called uh, Motion for Consideration Nunk Pro Tunk. Treat today as if it was that deadline we missed way back when. Can you consider it today as if today was that deadline day? Consider it Nunk Pro Tunk, please. <sighs> Nunk Pro Tunk. It sounds like something these deviant teachers are teaching the children in school, doesn't it? And don't tell your parents. We're going to learn about Nunk tunk today. Anyway, uh, the argument of actual innocence keeps open the courthouse doors. Let's dig that up for you. Things you simply have to know, folks. You really do. Uh, if you miss a deadline but you're claiming innocence they have to let you in and hear the motion and you hit them with the administrator procedures act when you decide the motion your honor you have to do it this way any constitutional and statutory issues have to be decided when presented and you hit them with that so you first you open the courthouse doors and then uh you slam them with the fact they're in violation of the law perpetually by denying you access to the law isn't that something let's see i'm looking for the motion for judgment of acquittal there it is and uh in this motion for uh consideration outside of the 14 days where he's allowed to file a motion for acquittal he tells the court I'm aware of the deadline. I'm aware that I missed it, but I'm arguing actual innocence. And here's the case law that says you're supposed to keep the courthouse doors open for me. Oh, you got to hate that, right, Your Honor? (laughs) Yeah, we hate that. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, They'll freely admit it. You got to hate that, don't you, Your Honor? And so his attorneys are entirely out of time. The guilty verdict was in a long time ago many weeks (laughs) and uh this says that the court has to hear the controversy if you're arguing actual innocence isn't that cool here comes another paragraph these are going into the chat remember today's date and go to my talk shoe page you can listen to this recording and there's another one right there there's the briefing on how uh, if it's a, if it's a miscarriage of justice and likely res- resulted in a conviction of one who is guilt or not guilty, then uh, you gotta hear the case. You gotta hear the motion. You can't procedurally default somebody who is claiming actual innocence. Well, that's Richard Boggs, Your Honor. So hopefully his attorneys will grow a pair and argue that. We're arguing actual innocence and so there's no bar to filing a motion. I know we're outside of that deadline, but we're arguing actual innocence. The Supreme Court has provided that procedure shall not bar an argument that one is innocent. That's so important, folks. I can't tell you. So the courthouse doors remain open. Isn't that cool? And if they can file that motion, they could file it at the beginning of sentencing proceedings if they wanted. The courthouse doors are always open to a plea of innocence. And there's the case law that says so. The most important ones, uh, the last paragraph I pasted in here, um, Coleman versus Thompson, Murray versus Carrier, and Schlupp versus Dilo. I think Thompson, Carrier, and Dilo, the defendants in those three, were probably prison wardens or the head of probation or something, whatever. They're government officials that these three plaintiffs, Coleman, Murray, and Schlupp, uh, argued against for innocence. So the attorneys are entirely within their right to file another motion to dismiss right away. Entrapment by estoppel, he relied on mountains of things compared to others who had just a little bit of an inkling that they were uh, not guilty in their conduct and they were overturned. How come I can't be overturned? The jury got it wrong, period. They got it wrong. He doesn't believe he has a duty, Who the hell sues nine times people that believe they have a duty are busy burying cash and, and silver coins in coffee cans out in the backyard and burying um, guns in, in uh, moisture sealed tubes. That's what people who think they're criminals do. He's on the record. He filed exempt W4 forms. Under penalties of perjury. So he obviously believes he doesn't, that he's entitled to not having taxes taken out of his check. It's not good enough for a lying prosecutor. And that is every single assistant U.S. attorney, every single one of them. The moment you trust one, you're next, pal. Never allow any of these people or any of their relatives anywhere near your church your home your job site because they're crime lords they're american public servants and we'll see if his attorneys are willing to file this motion and uh if not he just might fire them then file it himself Saying I'm claiming innocence, you got to keep the doors doors open for me, your honor. I know you wanted to impose a four-year sentence today for tax evasion, but you have to decide the statutory issues when presented. 5 U.S.C. 706, the Administrative Procedures Act. Well, now they're presented. My attorney wouldn't do it. We've gone all the way here to sentencing where you want to put me in prison. Here's my motion. Decide the issues. The law requires it. And I'm pleading innocence. You can't bar me procedurally. Whatever it takes to get that issue before the court. Entrapment by estoppel. And in the document, in the chat, that, uh, I'm scrolling up. I think it was a microsoft word document entrapment by estoppel notes microsoft word it's in the chat Uh, that has nine or ten links to scholar.google searches and the cases that i chose to save regarding this particular argument and you've seen how uh, by knowing that they're breaking the law instead of having to say show me the law you can keep them in obvious violation of the law because they aren't gonna tell you a single damn thing. And the court won't decide the issues. That's a conspiracy against your rights under the Administrative Procedures Act and under tax code uh, section 7803 that says you're entitled to a fair tax system. Those are rights under laws of the United States. And if people conspire against those rights it's a felony 18 usc 241 and if they do it in a criminal investigation and or criminal case it's a conspiracy against your rights to liberty that involves an attempted kidnapping because everyone knows you're innocent that makes your incarceration a kidnapping so it's a capital offense A plus B equals look the hell out. You're utterly on the offense. Do you think they want any of that in front of a jury? This judge, to her credit, Cameron McGowan Curry, U.S. District Judge, she allowed my manual on Section 83 to be presented to the jury. The jury looked through it. They had a big discussion in the trial about Section 83 but not specifically about how it operates. They got an attorney in private practice, Mr. McLean, uh, to come in and testify. And he says, uh, section 83 doesn't apply. And there's nothing in that book that supports Richard Boggs' conclusion. Okay, you never read the book, number one. Number two, section 83 doesn't apply. Can you read case law? That says it applies to any property transferred in connection with the performance of services. Any is all inclusive. And they can't deny that would include labor. They just clam up and steamroll. But the situation you can create uh, because you now know how they violate the law and because you have uh, writings that explain these arguments better than you can. You just learned them um an individual who just comes in fresh who doesn't know me uh there are writings that you can exploit to put your opinion on the record and tell them flat out listen this is what i believe don't you dare go to a grand jury and tell them i believe i have a duty because that's a lie please don't lie to a grand jury about me everyone knows you want to don't so you're building your record uh, in light of what you might have to get in front of the jury later. Profoundly important. Uh, it would be, sure be nice to be able to submit a criminal complaint for attempted kidnapping and conspiracy against rights, a capital offense, knowing that it'll be before the jury if they try to indict you or, I'm sorry, uh, to uh, convict you. That I even filed a criminal complaint over this. This is how much I believe I'm right and they are wrong. So you're trying to build yourself the best case for consideration for this doctrine. I only learned about two or three weeks ago. Entrapment by estoppel. I could describe what they've done in the past under the void for vagueness doctrine. Um the exclusio unius est exclusio alterius doctrine uh the expression of one excludes what they don't mention um but i just hadn't heard of this particular doctrine entrapment by estoppel and chris sent me a paragraph out of the talmage case i said this is kind of juicy and i went and checked it out and bingo this is richard boggs it's exactly what they did to him. They told him he's free to go. Or he's that The law says all property is a cost. The law says this. IRS publication says that. Tax court and the appellate court say Section 83 governs. I got all the tools I need. The law is perfect. And he went for it. Well, you're going to prison. So it's obviously uh, a defeat of the due process guaranteed by this doctrine. You look at how they treated the Talmadge case and uh, how his in the conviction cannot stand because it's a violation of due process. He was told he could act the way he acted and then he was busted for doing it. So uh, read all of those cases because they perfectly describe the end result of following my process if in fact you don't wanna be indicted. It doesn't work every time. But now we know the defect in it. Richard Boggs sued nine times. That wasn't enough. He should have been on record with the prosecution early, uh, like years ago, telling them since 2013, this is what I believe. Don't go and indict me. Don't Don't tell a grand jury that I'm willful because that's a lie. This is what I believe. Don't forget it. But for what it's worth... Uh, That's the state of affairs in his case, U.S. versus Boggs in South Carolina, Columbia, U.S. District Court. And uh, we'll see what happens. There's a few weeks until sentencing, and uh, I have to warm his attorney up real good with that right to plead innocence at any stage of the proceedings because it's a subject matter jurisdiction argument. And if the court has lost jurisdiction because there's proof he's innocent on the record, all the judge has to say is that the court's in consideration of uh, the record in its entirety. And the court finds that the evidence weighs strongly against the conviction. So, suasponte. the court hereby enters a judgment of acquittal. Court's adjourned stand up and walk out that's all she has to say and she's got a million reasons to do it that are in her face and proof they don't even train on the law and you're going to send somebody to prison under that law wow Uh, what country it's shocking it's not surprising you got to expect this crap out of them but Uh, it's shocking you know what it's going to feel like when you get hit with that bucket of ice water it doesn't matter when you're hit with a bucket of ice water it shocks you (laughs) and that's what this is i know they're capable of it i've seen them watching watching i've watched them do it a bunch of times but it's shocking every time to just see uh the blind justice lady stripped bare in a hurricane so Uh, Be careful, folks. I'm the only one out there preaching caution. You got Payman Mataheda has these advertisements on Stu Peter's show and other places where I haven't paid taxes or filed in 28 years. Uh, Richard Boggs didn't either, and he sued nine times, three times to the Supreme Court, and he joined my congressional criminal complaint, and he had correspondence to the IRS showing that, Governing statutes are a secret, and that's nothing uh the Freedom Law School does for you. And it wasn't enough. So for Paymon mataheda to stand out there and say, I haven't done it in 28 years, the IRS wants him out there saying that. Because he's racking up a bunch of people they can go and attack and succeed against anytime it wants. See how that works? Uh it's It's shocking to watch it happen to a guy. These are the things I like about America. You shared another Saturday afternoon with me. I sure appreciate it. Here comes springtime. And so uh, by the end of April, maybe Minnesota will have lost its snow that fell in October. Oh, my time in Minnesota. Noon, 55 degrees below zero are you kidding the weather is prison in minnesota for six months every year uh, as an example of bad weather anyway uh spring is coming and uh let's think good thoughts about richard boggs his appeal will be a slam dunk but whether or not the fourth circuit will go along with him and give him the justice he so clearly has earned and deserves uh, it's crapshoot because judges are involved. Don't forget it, everybody. Again, none of this is legal advice. My name is David Merlin. This has been No Confidence. This is a recorded show. So come on back to the archives here, and you'll find this in the under the link that says, um, not live streams, but episodes. And uh, you can hear the show again and open up this chat. I think the documents will still be there in the chat for this recorded show. So uh, I'm not leaving you out in the cold and uh, stay tuned. Uh, You're getting an inside view front row seat to uh, corruption at its finest in an American court, of course.